this is Linda. And this is Leslie. With Less Talk. Oh, I'm so excited, Linda, today. You know why I'm excited? Why, Leslie? We have an awesome guest. I mean, all of our guests have been amazing. And this particular young lady that's on here today is just as amazing. And I'm so excited to introduce you all to Just Miss Yolanda. From before your entertainment, who is going to be talking about fabulous things being the new normal? Yolanda, you've got to tell us the history about that title, history about the topic, and your story. Okay. Um, so how you guys doing? This is my first time, so bear with me. <laughs> I am a talker, I will warn you. Okay, so my story uh goes back actually when I turned um 18, I met a young man. His name, I call him in the book. I have a book called Fabulous Things Start Your No Normal. And so I tell you a little bit about our story. But when I met him, the first week I met him, he had a bucket list. And I had never met anybody that had a bucket list before at 18. It was just weird. And so, you know, he talked about his bucket list. He showed me the list. And so it was amazing. So um, tragically, I just, um, we're going to actually be celebrating his 11th year of dying. He uh, was killed on Christmas Eve 11 years ago. Um, but what was amazing about his funeral that I had never really seen with anybody was that he did everything on his bucket list. And he was 18? So, you know, he was 37. Oh, wow. So, um, so he was killed in an automobile accident on Christmas Eve, and he had did everything on his bucket list. And so in his funeral program, they put the list on there. And ironically, at his death, he fulfilled the last thing on the bucket list. Um, and so I was devastated because me and this gentleman had did everything together. When I say everything, uh, he was a corporate lawyer. That was one of his things. He became an alpha. That was one of his things. And so we went everywhere. So he was richer before all of us. <laughs> so I was able to reap the benefits of his money. Praise the Lord. Uh, so if he was paying, I wasn't saying. So we did everything together. Um, what I talk about um, in the book is loss. And as you can see, we have dealt with a lot of loss, especially with COVID. Um, and so it starts a new normal. I'm um, in the book and my friends keep saying, don't keep quoting the book. But in the book, I, this is my favorite quote that I say is that, okay, just like Scandal, when we watch our favorite shows, I love Scandal, Child Shondaland all day. And so when somebody died on the show, your first thought is, what are we going to do? Because everybody has a part. But yeah. in life, we all have a part that we play. But we don't even know that we're the character. We don't know what our scene is until the person dies. All of us are playing a role. And we have played this role for a long time. But when somebody passes away or if you lose a job, if you lose anything that ships, that ships the trajectory of your life, then you have to figure out what is the new normal? What do I do next? And that's the hardest part. And I've found that most of the time when people have dealt with tragedy, they have a difficult time to move on. Yeah. And so, um, so I, instead of, and I'm not gonna lie because when, when you've done something with somebody for almost what, how long we were, almost 19 and a half years. Yeah. I've been with this person, you know, we hung out, that was my friend and we did everything together and then now he's gone what do I do now yeah that's the question and so even though he lived outside of his box I was in a box because I went wherever he 
went. Like I said, if he was paying, I ain't saying. So I didn't really have to think if there was, um, and can you imagine for 19 and a half years of my life, so from the time I was almost 18 to 30, 37, um, I didn't have to decide on anything. He did. And so I didn't know how to buy tickets for nothing. I did not know how to do anything. He handled it. So now here I am at 37 and a half years old. My friend is gone. And so now I have to make a decision. And I think people don't make decisions because they stay at the grave or they stay at the last decision that they make. And so you got to figure out, okay, so now that this person in the story is gone, what's my new role? What do I do now? So whether you lose a job, because all of it, you can grieve all of it, losing a job, you know, losing a special person in your life, um, uh, babies leaving the nest, you know, anything that shifts your trajectory, there is a mourning period, but then you have to decide what is my new normal from this? What do I do now? And so I came up with a formula um, that I talk about in the book where I call it the new millennial challenge where um, every year, um, I I just can tell the formula, but you can see it because some people don't get it when I tell them. Every year when I turn um, a certain age, so I turned 48 this year. And so every year since my 42nd birthday, I have themed my year. And so I have a theme. And then I have one year to complete 48 things I have never done before in my life. Okay. And because I do that, my life shifts. And so I don't never have a boring year where I don't know. Because they said um, nine times out of 10, most people die at the age of 25 because they think that's it and that's all. And so they don't strive for nothing. They just try to get a job and keep it moving. But we forget our dreams. We forget a lot of things that we need to do. And so with forcing myself after he was gone to live better and beyond what he taught me, then it made me have to be, it's a scary thought, but it makes you have to jump. Yeah, yeah. You have to. That's good, Yolanda. And you know what I think about when you say that? I think about that quote from Dr. Miles Monroe when he said, the richest place on the earth is the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, because we go to the grave with those dreams, but that's not what God's design is for us. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Speaking to that. And it's so funny because I put that quote in the book too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, that was my favorite quote. And um, so when he died, it was amazing. It was a wake-up call. Yeah. he didn't know he was only going to live 37 and a half years. That's all he, that's all, that's it. That's all for him. And so it was amazing to me because he was moving because he had this list. And so, and I think when we have bucket lists and this is the reason why I changed it and I called the new millennial bucket list is because we think we have time and nothing is guaranteed at all. And so after he died, I think how long, seven years after that, I lost my father. And I lost my sister five weeks apart. Oh my and so I took the same principle that I did with him. And I still applied it to my life. I lost, but it was four, it was four of us. My daddy died. It was four of us. And then we had no idea that my sister was going to leave five weeks later. Mm-hmm. So it's a decision. It is the hardest decision to make because I think a lot of times you stay stuck. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and yes, because it's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating that the people that you have been around with all your life and, and then you also have to be delivered from what you thought your life was going to look like. Yeah. And so yeah. once you get past, and so if you understand the concept of new normal, that it's just time to shift it and just keep walking. 
because yeah. I've seen a lot of people lose people and stay there. So some people are still in 2000, whatever, or 19, whatever, because mama's gone or yeah. daddy's gone or my husband passed away or something like that. You can't because there still is a destiny that you have to fulfill for yourself. And sometimes there's a lesson to teach other people that life goes on. That was their time. And it's not to be harsh. And I even say that I speak to it that I say grief. Yes. Cry mm -hmm. when you have to. Um, be upset. Be mad. Do that. Go to therapy. Yes, I believe Jesus and the therapist at the same time. I believe in that. But I also believe that through some of the most tragic things that happen to people has birthed a lot of ministry. Yeah. And yeah. so, ha and if you sit in the place of pain, sometimes there's a purpose for your pain. Yeah. And you have to move on from that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yolanda, how can you deal with the loss of a loved one, the loss of a good friend and still pick up? I mean, where speak to that person at that point in their life, that juncture, that crossroad, how can they pick up and move from there? I mean, it's one thing to say it, but what's the practical way to do it? Um, I had another thing I did <laughs> and my friends was dying. I did 45 to 45. So I was turning 45 this particular year. I took a picture by a 45 mile per hour, you know, sign. And um, I laughed because, you know, cause you can get stuck in grief sometimes. And so you have to, Sometimes you got to shift. So I always come up with these ideas and I'd be thinking it's mine and I find out it's the Lord. So what I had to do every day, I had to take, I put a picture of myself the year. So like, say for the first day, I had to show when I was born. Okay. And then I had to talk about what happened in those years. So one, two, three, four, all the way up to 45 days, I had to talk about what happened. For my journey of that, I learned a one, I didn't realize I had so many pictures. That was a mess, but... <laughs> The second thing I learned was my sister and my father wasn't sick always. That was just a second. So when you think about it, I know somebody that lived to be 102, but when they died, it seemed like it was just a whisper. It was just, you know, you, they were gone. So yeah. I think what we do as, as just as people, we focus on the negative too long. So when I did 45 to 45, I talked about when my sister was born. I talked about the trips that we went on. I talked about the things that we went through every day. And it was a day. And then when it got time to the year they died, it was a difficult day, but it was a day. <laughs> it wasn't my whole life. That's it was good. just a day. That's good. And so when I look at the trajectory of, I lived 45 years and 42 of those, I had my father and my, and, and my sister 40, 41 years. So I had them that time. But it's just one day that I, you know, that I lost, you know, that I lost them. Yeah. One, um, one year or two that they were sick, but they were not sick the whole journey. Yeah. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the journey. So when I saw the journey, I said, it was just a second. Mm -hmm. It was just a minute and, and a, a bad minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bad second. But it's like life is 90% of what happens to you. No. 10% of what happens to you and 90% of what you do with that. So when I looked at how I went through my life in 45 days, which that was a journey in itself, it wasn't all bad. Mm -hmm. It was just, I had days. <laughs> yeah. Just like in your year, I had days that was bad. But even in the bad, you can find something funny and you learn in your bad. You don't learn in the sunshine. You actually learn in the rain. 
And that's what grows you to do better later on. Mm -hmm. That's good, Yolanda. I love that. I love that, especially when you talk about fabulous things. Why did you point at that? Fabulous things. Because it's a fabulous thing. (laughs) It is. Um, What I found out, and I'm still learning. um, Okay, I'll give an example. And this is the reason why I, I can, the best way I can describe fabulous things. I've lived in Waukegan, I would say 30 years of my life. And I've always complained about Waukegan and I couldn't stand Waukegan and blah, blah, blah. I got to get out of here. I'd be in the city all the time. You know, I'd be anywhere but here. So I DoorDash on the side. That's my hustle. Child, I love DoorDash. Oh my God. Money you can get. A short shout out to DoorDash. But anyway, <laughs> in the midst of DoorDash, um, I went to places in Waukegan and Lake County that I had no idea existed. And I took on my kid, uh, one of my um, students that I had, and we called it Driving Dream. So I said, let's go to the houses that's around the neighborhood that you had no idea that was there, but it's on the main streets that we're on. I found out why we was called Lake County, did not know we had as many lakes as we did. Because every time I turned around, I found a lake and I said, shut up, we got a lake over here. And I love wow. water. I thought all these boat places was for the, the beach. Had no idea that some of the lakes are in the, the neighborhoods that I was delivering to. I found out that um, we had mansion houses behind Gurney Mills, mm-hmm. behind all these trees that I knew nothing about. And then I found all these horse ranches that we had that I had no idea. In my backyard, I've been running from something that was already here. Wow. <laughs> it's a yeah. fabulous thing to find out <laughs> That's that good. I... I learned something that I had no idea. So now I ain't even trying to go to the city now because it's crazy. But <laughs> I, I have fell in love with being out here. And so making yourself do something different that you've never done. Because I think what happens is we get stuck in a rut. And I think that's why probably couples argue. Because me and uh, Eminem, who I call, we used to fight all the time because we did the same thing every year. And it's like, so I already know you're going to pick this out. I already know you're going to wear this. I already know you're going to do this. I already know you're going to do this. And then, so that starts arguments yeah. Yeah. because you get irritated. Like you always chew like that. I can't stand it. Shut up. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, leave me alone. But when you go on an adventure that you've never been before, everybody's quiet because one, you're anticipating something. Two, you're trying to figure out, is this going to be the best thing for you? So you're sort of scared. So now you unify and then you have yeah. to figure out, okay, how this is going to flow. So when I go to a new restaurant, I'm not going to be cocky. I ain't going to know already what's happening. I'm walking into something that I have never been in before. So I need to figure out what is this? So there is no argument. It's always trying to figure out, okay, what is this about? You know, what are we going to do? Yeah. But if I go to the same place all the time, you already know they're going to burn your stuff. You know, and so you know, it's an <laughs> argument. You know, it's like, I don't like it here. You know, it's loud. You know, and so you already know. So if you already know why we keep going back to the same thing, mm. do something else. Because there's too many fabulous things out here to be stuck into one thing that you do. Like, for instance, I was driving. And you know how you drive. And I, I don't know if this is y'all, but it's me. I always see those little brown signs or those different signs that have places that you can see, right? They'd be like, you know, see the biggest mushroom over here. And, you know, so you'd be like, wow, this mushroom. Okay. So, you don't, but you don't never stop and say, let me go see. Yeah. Yeah. You always kind of drive past it like, hmm, <laughs> and keep it moving. <laughs> And so one day um, I did, I saw a button museum. They don't have it no more in Gurney. And I said, a button museum? And that just bothered me. And I said, so instead of questioning it, go. 
what else you that's have good. to lose? That's and good. so I when I see signs and I'll be like, they got a silver. Okay, let's go over here and see. <laughs> okay, I ain't going there no more. And so then, you know, so some places you'll never go again. Some places you will. And then when you document what you've done for the year, you can remember your year more than just walking past the year. Yeah. I can I can tell you from the time I done fabulous things to now, everything that happened that year, mm. because I did something else. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. And then you yeah. bore, yeah. you get bored with yourself. So, and then you don't even realize what you can do if you don't try. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Wow. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it because I, I'm thinking Yolanda, when I hear you say that you're so right about us getting in a rut. You know, we get mm -hmm. accustomed to what's familiar to us and, oh, okay, I got to go to work. Okay, I get off work. I go home. I do my normal things that I do to keep the day rolling. Mm -hmm. You go to bed, you wake up, and you start all over again doing the same thing. But then we don't pause to really appreciate what's outside of our box. Yep. And you're talking we, about- We are such in a box. We're in a box. Mm -hmm. We're stuck in a rut. And it's like, okay, but this is what I do. This is how I am. We make excuses for that when really we're stunting our growth. Linda, what do you have to say about that? I like that. The only thing I also like that you, you mentioned just a little bit, and I think it's really important, is the unity you have on that adventure together because now you know we're teammates. You know, yep. it's us against the unknown compared mm -hmm. to, you know what I mean? We don't have time to argue. It's us, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, because like I did a, I did a play uh, before COVID, the day before the, the world shut down called Believe. Uh -huh. And I, I, I did a revisit of The Wiz. And I think we have a lot of misconceptions. I like backstories. I'm a backstory person all day. So I love Wicked. I love, because I, because, and then, oh, Maleficent messed me up. I almost fought the king because of what he did to her. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, that's why, because I never understood why she was mad. Then when I saw the backstory, I said, that's why she was mad. Okay, you know, like that. So, um, when I was talking about them going on the journey to the yellow brick road, because I was breaking down every character, sometimes when you roll with people, you really don't know them until there is something crazy going on. So you don't know who's going to fight with you. You don't know who's going to run with you, who's going to protect you. But it's in that journey of getting somewhere is when you really find out, one, who you are and who is around you. So do I keep them or do I drop them? But we're so busy staying safe. We never know. Yep. yep, that's right. Never know. That's right. You never know. We never you never know. know. So you you have to take those chances. One to learn a lot about yourself, and one to discover things you had no idea that's just around you because you're stuck. Yeah. And so um now I have become more content in the sense because I do do adventures. Even in the midst of COVID, I, I still protect my I don't get around people too much, but I come up with my own adventures even in the midst of this mm -hmm. to step out even more to do something even more crazy and if I mess up I <laughs> exactly exactly I love it Yolanda I love what you're saying and I believe there's so many people out there that have just grabbed a hold of your message about those fabulous things and embracing mm -hmm. life and embracing the gift that God has given us. And, you know, I want you to just say one thing. If you have one thing to say to our audience member out there, what's one parting word that you can leave with them? Um, it's not easy, but do it anyway. 
That's good. That's good. I it's never it. easy. It's never but easy. it's necessary. <laughs> Yolanda, that's good. That's good advice. And listen, I believe people out there love what they just heard. Linda, I know you did. I did. And because I know Linda did and I know I did, I'm sure there's other people out there that loved it too. Because here, this is what it's all about. It's about life's lessons. And we got a life lesson today with Miss Yolanda. And it's about laughter. And just listening to this young lady, I've already embraced laughter because she is full of joy. And it's about love. And the ultimate goal is to make relationships that last. Yolanda, yes. can you tell us how we can get a hold of that book and how we can get in contact with you? What's your website? Okay, first of all, my website, uh, ooh, you can catch me on Facebook and IG, um, just Miss Yolanda, but you got to spell it Y-O-L-O-N-D-A because, you know, Black mothers, they always want to be different and change your name from the original. <laughs> so, if you know, so put just Miss and then you'll find Yolanda. Um, and you can email me justmissionlanda at gmail.com. And here's my book. I got it right here. Wow. You can get that at Amazon. And my um, my name is Just Michelanda. That's the story behind that. Um, but I'm Just Michelanda. And um, that's where you can find me all day, every day. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Yolanda, no for sharing your story with us. And I would love to have you back on. I know Linda would do the same because you have such a, a joy about yourself and so many more things to pour into the lives of our listeners. So please, if you like what you heard, hit the like button, subscribe to this channel because we want to get this message out to as many people as we can, because the goal is to make relationships that last, even if it's mm -hmm. a relationship with yourself relationship with loved ones, but most importantly, a relationship with the Lord. So thank you so much for joining us. And we hope to see you again. Until next bye. time. Bye. Bye. bye.